That day I cried for so long that my eyes were wet for hours after. That release was so sweet, but it was so sad. Welcome to Brat Life, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything from drama to trauma with a healthy dose of self-awareness. I'm your host, Cheyenne Perry. Whether you're on your commute, binging the show, or you're a first-time listener, I invite you to take this time to tune in and be a little bratty today. Hello, boys and ghouls. How the hell are you? I am so excited to talk to you about limbo today. It is a super important episode topic. I think it is highly, 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 um, oh, underrepresented. I don't think it's talked about a lot, and I think it's a really challenging and difficult thing to deal with, but that is not the most exciting part of this episode. The most exciting part is that this episode is in collaboration with the Moonwood community. This is a collaboration that I manifested and I am so incredibly grateful to be working with Moonwood on this episode. So please stay tuned um, towards the middle for details on how you can get access to this amazing, nourishing, healing digital community that is so, so aligned with the values of Brat Life. And I really think this is a perfect fit for you guys as listeners. And I just cannot wait to tell you about it. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and we'll just get right into it. (laughs) Okay, Oreo was just biting the microphone, so I'm starting over. (laughs) He's, He's a rambunctious king today. What I was saying is that limbo is not, I don't feel like, super often talked about, and it's a really challenging place to be when you're already on your mental health journey and you're already working on yourself and you're sort of not at all who you were um, and you're changing every day, but you're not where you want to be. And I really would love to talk about what that in-between space looks like because I don't think that it is really well represented and I just want to give it like a little bit of attention because I truly feel like limbo is really defined where I've been lately and I think it's gonna be where I continue to be for a little while. So for me... The first thing that comes to mind when I think of limbo is really owning your slip-ups without feeling like you're back at square one. And that sounds really simple, but wow, it is not. It is so, so hard to acknowledge a fuck-up and be like, yeah, I did that, and that's not really how I want to handle that, but that doesn't negate all of the progress I've ever made. And it's kind of like a little bit what I talked about in the self-acceptance episode that like 
if your friend does something messed up or they like fail you in one way that doesn't make them a failure and you're probably not going to view them as a failure if they like fail to do one thing right and I think it's super super important that we extend that grace to ourselves as well but a lot of times what that can look like is dealing with the embarrassment and guilt that can surface when you do feel like everything you've worked on is negated because you feel like you slipped right back into an old habit and you responded exactly how you used to respond to things and you reacted instead of responding. And a lot of times for me, that can leave me feeling reckless and frenetic and out of control and really just encompass me with unstable energy that feels volatile and that for me that type of energy can surface really quickly when I engage in old toxic patterns of behavior and usually I get to that place only if I am not listening to my needs and I'm not honoring them. And it's hard to do that sometimes, but when you do make space to listen to your needs and honor them, it really has the most beautiful payoff and reward because you leave behind that hurricane energy that I often felt that I would just blow through a room and leave disaster and chaos in my wake. But there's also this fear when these old patterns of behavior come up that people are seeing you or there is a perception or a feeling you have that people see you for who you were instead of who you are anytime an old habit resurfaces. This can be true. Some people might fail to see your progress if they feel like you still sometimes slip up and you're just the person you always were if you make one tiny mistake. But I am hopeful that your friends give you a little bit more of a benefit of a doubt and a little bit more grace and a little bit more kindness and patience than that. But it's very easy for me to believe that. It's very easy for me to care about the way people that have been in my life for a very long time, if they have seen me at my worst, quote unquote, my opinion when I was my worst, and if they have seen me when I was a completely different person and they've seen me when I was super toxic and controlling and volatile and not healed at all and not self-aware at all, that if I have a moment of that, I'm afraid to show them a glimpse of that person because I'm very, very fearful that who I have created and who I have become and who I have built and the life I've built for myself will just vanish in their eyes. And I think that really is rooted in an insecurity I have of imposter syndrome, which I will do a whole episode on. 
But really just boiling down to the fact that like I don't trust myself as a reliable narrator of my own life all the time because I have so much self-doubt that it really goes to a super like existential level where I can even get to a place if I allow it that I say like are my thoughts even my own? Are they real? And that can lead me to a place of have I really changed at all or Did I just create a facade for all of these other people to consume? Which, of course, is not the case. And it's also not helpful to grow those types of thoughts, which I have talked about. But that doesn't mean you're not going to have them occasionally. And that doesn't mean I don't have those thoughts occasionally. They do come up sometimes, but they have gotten a lot quieter. The alternative is that people might not understand where you are. Or they might expect you to be somewhere you are not. This can also be perceived, but we can learn how to handle people's reactions to us and learn that prompting certain responses from others is not our responsibility. So let me unpack that a little bit. I saw something this week that is a quote and from like a tarot Instagram. Unfortunately, I cannot remember which one it is. But the quote said... It was um, an image of the sun tarot card, and it said, The sun doesn't give a fuck if it blinds you. (laughs) Uh, It really hit me, like, on a very, very deep level. Like, I think that's really beautiful. And I was talking to a friend about this, and I don't think this quote is great for everyone. Um... But if you are the type of person that has a specific set of struggles um, that include caring way too much what people think, feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you need to put on masks, different masks for different people, and if you feel like you need to present different versions of yourself to different people to get certain responses or reactions from them in order to be accepted or viewed as enough, Um, I think this quote has power for you because that's where I have been most of my life and I've finally gotten to a place where I am giving people back some of their power and some of their responsibility. So it's, it's not that I don't care if I hurt someone. I do. But what I don't think I can longer care about is whether or not being who I want to be and being myself makes you uncomfortable. That's not really my job. The thing about the sun is that the sun just fucking shines and we figure it out. We put sunglasses on, we put sunscreen on, we work around it. And I am not saying that you should just like Make everyone in your life cater to your every whim and abandon all of their needs to fit your own. That's not what I'm saying. And I think if you struggle with like an egocentric nature, this is probably not the mantra for you. But if you struggle with feeling like you're nothing and you're not good enough and everyone's feelings about you and the way that everyone else sees you 
and experiences you and perceives you is your responsibility and you are thus responsible for people's emotional reactions to you, this might be your mantra. Because it's not your job to control how people respond to you. Your job is to be the very, very best version of yourself. And still, there are going to be people that don't love you. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean that you're not enough. And that doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It just means that some people are sensitive to the sun. (laughs) And some people need stronger SPFs than others. And I didn't really anticipate including that in here. But I just am so, so called to that. Because the fact that you don't have to dim your shine and you don't have to dim your light to make people feel comfortable about who you are and you don't have to put yourself in a box or cover yourself up to make people experience you as more palatable, that's powerful. So take what you want, leave what you don't. If you don't like that, no problem. If you do then use it. I love it. It's incredibly important though, no matter where you stand, to be able to enforce your boundaries always, but especially during a time of limbo. We're gonna probably say the word boundaries a lot in this episode. I think we probably say that word a lot in a lot of episodes, but sorry there is a siren. (laughs) Boundaries and sirens, no, ah, I get my brain. Boundaries and limbo go hand in hand, 100%. Because when you're figuring out what everything looks like for you and you're figuring out who you're becoming, it's like every day is an option. Like I wake up every day right now in this period of my life and I choose who I want to be that day. Because I feel like I was dropped into a jungle with my skin and a backpack. And that's it. I don't have a map. I don't have a compass. I have an internal compass, but it's still calibrating. And I'm just going to figure it out. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't even know what jungle I'm in. But I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to find my way out of this jungle eventually. I am capable of doing that and that is really kind of potentially scary but I just don't have a ton of fear of the unknown and it feels kind of exciting for me. But you can feel like you are in the super sweet transitionary phase but you can't develop into the person you want to become If you let everyone around you influence your every move and you absorb everything. Perks of Being a Wallflower um, is a book that I read in middle school and also I think a book that all middle schoolers should read. But there is a line in that book that says, be a filter, not a sponge. And it's pretty much lived in the back of my head since then. And I think that perfectly encapsulates what needs to happen in order for you 
to make the most effective use of your time in limbo so that you can come out of it on the other side really feeling fulfilled, secure, and stable in who you are and who you have become. And learning to accept where you are and simultaneously protect who you are becoming is so hard, but it's so important and it's so rewarding. Because you can say like, yes, I didn't handle that the way I wanted to, but I at least can acknowledge that now and I'm loving myself through that. Like, I am not perfect. No one is. I am not working with the goal of perfection. I am working with the goal of security and stability and calmness and kindness and wiseness. Wisdom. Goodness gracious. Wisdom. Because you can approach conflict with kindness I've talked about that on other episodes before too, but you can absolutely like be kind and love people and enforce your boundaries. And you can also do all of that while releasing a need to be perfect. And you can also do that while learning things about yourself. I think it's a really cool opportunity to be inquisitive about who you are, who you were, who you're becoming who you are now, who you are now, and who you are now. Because for a lot of us that are in limbo or that feel like we're in sort of a transitionary phase or transitional phase, every hour feels like we're different people and that is cool, but that is also hard and that can be tiring. And so releasing a need to be accepted and wanted by people in your life who may not understand where you are in your journey might come up. There might feel like things, people, places in your life are remnants of the past or relics of the past. And there might come a time during your stay, however brief and limbo, that you need to let go of relationships that feel antiquated relationships that feel like the old you, habits that feel like the old you, and anything else that doesn't feel like it is in alignment with where you're going, where you're headed, and in the right direction. And we can also, I think, say goodbye to those things with love and gratitude. So, that was a lot. I have more, but Before I get into the rest of the episode, I want to take a break and talk to you about this amazing collab because this brings us to a great point. Because if you do feel like the people and relationships in your life are no longer serving who you currently are or who you're becoming, a like-minded community is just a few clicks away. Moonwood is a monthly digital membership community created to inspire and empower people to explore the art of healing, learn how to change their mindsets, and protect their energy in order to become more successful and creative beings. Moonwood focuses on individuals who are working through transitions and overcoming trauma, which makes them the absolute most organic and perfect fit for brat life. They focus on nine essential areas of life, 
including sex, career, relationships, the environment, money, and more, to ensure each and every one of those areas are balanced so that you have a holistically healed and balanced life that serves you from every direction. You can click on the link below in the show notes to sign up for the membership, or you can go to www.moonwood.co slash join. That is www.moonwood, M-O-O-N-W-O-O-D dot C-O slash join, J-O-I-N. And once you're there, you can get started with this amazing online community for just $33 a month. There are other monthly options. There are yearly annual options. There's also an option for lifetime membership. So absolutely check it out. I am so excited to do this collaboration because it feels like such an amazing fit. So thank you so much, Moonwood community, for partnering with me on this episode. Um, You are wonderful, and I'm grateful for the work that you're doing in the healing realm and accepting people who are in limbo in any stage of their lives and helping people to overcome traumas and learn to love themselves and others again and find balance and peace. So let's get back into limbo. Some practical takeaways for you are that you can acknowledge your feelings, but maybe note that they're not always facts. It is especially helpful to talk about when you're in a phase of limbo because things can feel even more gray (laughs) than they sometimes do. Um... Getting to know who you are is a unique experience that I'm not sure everyone has. Having the opportunity to learn who you're becoming and shaping yourself into that person every day with intentional actions is really a gift, but it is incredibly hard work and it's incredibly exhausting and sometimes it can be super overwhelming, especially if you're coming from a background of trauma and you don't really know which way is up, and you don't know who you are, and you are just like in the jungle with just your skin, your backpack, and your broken internal compass. And so for me, journaling has been really super huge, and just learning and being able to like just get my thoughts out of my mind and onto paper, and seeing them like actually take a tangible form has been super helpful to me and I don't know if that's helpful to everyone in precisely that way but I think finding a method of outpouring your emotion whether that's creating music or creating art or journaling or whatever it is I think cooking I, 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 I wouldn't say exercising, even though that's super important, but just basically I think it's nice to have something that you can look back on and, like, reflect. So I think if it's something that you can, like, take and put into a physical form or create, 
that is really best so that you can look back on it in a couple weeks and see like if you're still in the same place or if you still believe those thoughts and feelings. Another thing obviously that's huge and I don't want to tell you how to live your life but I've talked about this probably in every episode um, is therapy. If you have access to therapy and you have access to insurance and you can afford therapy, it is the best thing that you will ever do. It's absolutely, at least for me, the best thing I've ever done. Um, Or getting plugged into a community like Moonwood where you're not necessarily talking to a professional, but just talking to people that make you feel seen and heard. And that is so, so invaluable. I mean, it's absolutely the best thing that you couldn't possibly put a price on because um, I think we all need that connection so much. Reflecting. Reflecting is huge. I think especially when you're sort of in a foreign land, when you don't have a roadmap, you don't know where you are, you maybe don't know where you're going. All you know is where you've been and... um, It's like there's no road signs around for miles and miles and it's pitch black, but you'll figure it out. Um, But reflecting on those processes when they're hard, when they're tough, when they're easy, when they're fun, when it's lighter, noticing all of that can really be super, super helpful and beneficial, especially if you have the opportunity, like I said, to journal it or um, create it so that it manifests in a physical way that you can come back and look at. Man, it really is so encouraging to see where you were even just a couple weeks ago and how far you've come and just have a visible reminder of your constant progress. Um, It encourages the hell out of me. So um, one of the other things I want to talk about is centering and grounding. And this might not be for everyone, but like I said, take what you like and leave what you don't. But this is actually a magical practice that I use as a witch before I do any spells or intention work but you can absolutely do this you don't have to be a witch to do this if you do yoga or you meditate you're probably already doing this and if you are a witch then you also probably already do this um but you do not have to do yoga or meditate or be a witch to center and ground at all anyone can do it it just takes some uh mindfulness but essentially what you do is or I'll just tell you how I do it there I guess are other ways that you can do it but for me I sit usually cross-legged um I close my eyes and I take four deep breaths in through my nose out through my mouth and then I'm not going to do this like totally guided so I'll say this and you can come back and listen to it and do it on your own if you want but I take four deep breaths into the nose, out through the mouth, and then I close my eyes and I just see the darkness. And then from there I visualize my life force. And I usually pick a color that I feel like my life force is. Most days it is like a tealish blue. Um, Sometimes it's more green, but it's usually green or blue or teal. And I take that life force. It's also usually outside of my body when I'm visualizing this. I put it inside of my core and I let it swirl all around my body. And then I draw that life force down through the floor, 
through the building, through the concrete, through the dirt, all the way through the grass to the core of the earth. And I go through each section of earth until I get to the magma and the absolute like fiery core. And I start sucking up some of that red-orange life force so that it swirls back up with the blue-green. And it comes back through every single layer, through the crust, through the dirt, through the grass, through the concrete, back up through the building, through the mattress, through the carpet, up into my body. And I let the orange swirl around in my body and I thank the earth for giving me its energy and I use that life force to put a circle around myself and I ask the earth to give me its power and energy to sustain me so that when I'm doing things like spell work or intention work that I'm not draining my own life energy and that instead I'm drawing from this infinite resource of energy instead of tapping into my own and depleting myself. And I know that that can sound like a lot, and I know that maybe that is not for everyone. But if you give it a try and you really focus your intention on that, it really can work wonders at least it has for me and really just like it's not something I even do every day but I think if it works and resonates with you you absolutely could um just always being grateful and thankful for the earth for supplying you with that and then when you're done with it sending it back down into the core especially if you can do that in the mornings I feel like it really can affect my day and provide me with what feels like a lot of protection when I am at my most emotionally vulnerable. It seems like if there are any moths drawn to my light, that they can sort of feed off of that earth life force instead of my own. And lastly, I've said this probably a hundred times, but just taking time to react privately before you respond. This can help ensure you are comfortable with the narrative you are telling, especially during periods where you feel like you're in flux. So if you feel like something that is said to you, it triggers you or triggers like an old emotional response or an old habit or an old reaction, maybe that is the time to really journal or do something and walk away from your phone or walk away from that conversation if you can. And process through that and see how you want to respond to it once the initial emotional response wears off. So that is very helpful. I find that when I actually make the effort to do that, I generally feel much, much better and more happy and more content with the way I react to things. Yeah, it really helps. It it creates a lot less shame for me down the road so that I'm not reacting instead of responding and then saying things I don't mean and having to do like PR like cover cover up work you know so it's just helpful that is what I have for you in terms of limbo 
I hope that resonates with you. I feel like it's kind of difficult to talk about because I feel like it probably looks a little different for everyone. But if you feel like you're in a transitional phase or if you feel like the space you're living um, in your mind or in your body or even like physically is temporary, I feel that way for sure. And it can really take a toll on you and be hard. And if that is something you want to talk about, please know I'm here. You can always slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can email the podcast with the links below. All that is available to you always. Um, And if you need any additional resources, feel free to reach out and I can try to connect you with something or someone in any way that I can. For today's bitch or brag portion of the episode, I'm going to brag on myself. I know I bragged last week too, but you know what? She's on the up and up, y'all. I don't know. Um, But I'm recommitting to veganism. Uh, When I recorded this, it's been probably about a week. And I've done a veganism before, and I've always... I've been a vegetarian for like four years now, but I'm off and on with veganism. I'm usually more of like an at-home vegan or like plant-based diet at home. But I really resonate with like ethical veganism um, and just like environmental veganism as well. And obviously the treatment of animals and my health, like just absolutely like trifold reasons. But I just feel like I flipped a switch and... It feels kind of different for me now, and I really want to stick with it this time. So I'm going to brag on myself for doing that so far. Please tell a friend about the podcast. Just sharing it with people is super, super huge. If you want to be a patron, you can. You can do so at the link below. But um, I would really appreciate it if you would just tell someone about Brat Life. Like um, like Brat Life, you can favorite it. Um, you can follow it on Spotify. You can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. We're on over 11 streaming services. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. And please leave a five-star one-sentence review on Apple Podcasts. Um, there are a couple one-star reviews that really hurt my feelings. And so if you would just leave me a five-star review, if you like this and you think it's good, that would make my life email me with any content suggestions that you want to hear. I am coming up on the close of season two and um, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to take a break before season three or not, but it just kind of depends on how creatively stimulated I am. So if you have episodes you want to hear, let me know. Otherwise, um, there might be a little bit of a mini break in between seasons. Totally up to you guys. Um, But yeah, that's kind of what I have. And then this episode, as always, is of course sponsored by Kay Overby, Kelly Hawkins, Kelly Meesum, Madeline Chappelle, and Caitlin Keough. And thank you all so, so much for sponsoring. It means the world to me. Um, And then this week, the song of the week is an oldie, but such a goodie, y'all. It is High Horse by Casey Musgraves because... First of all, this is a great song, and Casey Musgraves is an actual queen of my life. But sometimes when you're in limbo, there's just going to be some people that aren't going to get it. And you're going to have to take the high road. And for lack of a better term, you might have to be the bigger person. And that can be fucking exhausting. But it can also be the most rewarding thing ever. 
to just not let people disturb your peace and just move on and just take the high road. And one of the lines in that song is, you take your high horse and I'll take the high road. Additionally, can we please just talk about the fact that Casey, Queen Casey, okay, her outfit at the governor's ball last weekend, goodbye, um, rose sequin pattern, I'm done, I'm dead, I'm deceased, I perished, it was phenomenal, she's queen, love that song, as always, it's linked in the show notes below on the Brat Life playlist on Spotify, and last but certainly not least, please remember to click the link below to check out Moonwood, um, and thank you again to Moonwood for partnering with me on this episode. I am just beside myself to be able to work with such a magical company and a magical founder of a wonderful and healing online community that feels so in line with my values and where I'm heading. And it feels like the light at the end of the limbo tunnel to be in a place where I can also help lead people to a nourished, balanced life. So thank you so much. Thank you all for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful week. If it's hard and you don't know where you're headed, take pause appreciate where you are. Know that it's not always about the destination. Sometimes we have to enjoy the journey because journeys can be really fun too. I will talk to you next week and until next time, stay bratty.